At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. That's so dumb. That's a bad, that's a terrible joke. I know, it's so bad. I made a joke about a grocery store earlier, so, you know, we're all good. Welcome to episode... Eight of Always Listening. We are your hosts. I'm Josh. And I'm Joel. We are Always Listening. This week, we've been listening to... Gamertag Radio. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Josh, you suggested this show, so why don't you give us the stats? So, um, Gamertag Radio has been producing content since 2005, which I believe makes it the longest-running podcast we've reviewed. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of one that could potentially Smodcast. I hadn't thought of Smodcast. Smodcast might have been around as early as 2005. We haven't reviewed it. Oh, good call. You know, you're right. We reviewed. Um, well, tell them Steve Dave. It came after 05, surely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, these guys have been around from the very beginning. At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Yeah, and it's uh, hosted. They, they have four hosts. They're not always on at the same time, but they have Danny, Paris, Pete, and Patrick. It's the Destiny Peas. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, although Danny's back into Destiny as well. Now he is, yeah, he yeah. came around. How how regularly does the show come out? Every week. I'm pretty sure they're doing two a week now. Just recently that's a change. Yeah, you know, funny enough, I, I knew that even before I had gotten into listening to this show because uh, Danny himself tweeted it at me. Uh, he, he tweeted about us reviewing the show a couple of weeks back. I guess we had I had tweeted, I think, that they were in our upcoming lineup. And speaking of the upcoming lineup, stick around a little later in the episode. We got a tease for you. But I had tweeted about that, and then he had seen that at some later point. And so he had tweeted out, hey, I heard the Always Pod guys are reviewing us. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, don't forget we're doing two episodes a week now. Make sure you listen to some of the recent ones or something like that. Yeah, and Danny actually also got put in the Hall of Fame at Podcast Movement uh, 2015. So I'm going to own a little bit of like my own lack of knowledge here. Danny Pena is a guy that I had never heard of until we were going to Podcast Movement. I knew he was on the guest list. Right. I knew he was being honored as a Hall of Fame inductee. I knew he had been around a long time. I knew he did a show called Gamer Tag Radio. But I knew all those things from the Podcast Movement website, pretty much. <laughs> right. And, and that's literally the extent of my knowledge of him before that event. Now, since then, even before we were going to review this show, I like I looked up the dude and I realized he's one of those guys like that that most mainstream podcasters, even the biggest podcasters in the world probably don't know, but the people who have been around since the first time podcasting had its its quote, you know, moment in the sun, those people 
really respect and know Danny, even if they don't ever listen to Gamertag Radio. Yeah, I think just the longevity of it says a lot for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a. Uh, it's it's like you know Adam Curry, who most people say is the first person to use the name podcast. I think uh, he was one of the very first people. He's a MTV VJ once upon a time, but he's a guy that. If you if you ask the average podcast fan now, they don't have any clue who he is or what his relevance is to the medium, probably, which is kind of weird. Even for me, I'm saying there are a lot of my there are a lot of holes like that in my knowledge of podcasts. Well, that's why we do the show. Precisely, yeah. we're we're discovering this medium alongside you and helping you discover it as well. I, was there anything we missed on how long are the episodes? Uh, they vary. Sometimes you'll get one just under an hour, and sometimes you'll get one close to two. Yeah, and I and generally. I don't care for variation like that. You and I have talked about that before. I, if you're going to put different sorts of things in the same feed, sometimes that, that bothers you. I know it bothers me too. Yeah, well, I think, I think it has to be that way when you're talking about a subject. like Even though, even though video games are it's a, such a broad subject, and especially when you break it down by console or PC, uh, and these guys do that, Within that genre, there's just so much, and and if you can get an interview and that makes for the episode, then do that. If you don't get into a review, well, do you know one of another dozen things that they do. Well, like one of the things that I, that I found most enjoyable in the episodes that I listen to, and we're going to get to to what we listen to in just a minute, was the um, the episodes that focus almost entirely on fan mail. You know, they're all feedback now they have whole episodes that are effectively nothing but feedback and their reactions to that feedback it's great i think you and i could potentially get to that point someday where we have to do sort of like a secondary episode a follow-up episode where we just talk about people's reactions to the thing and it'll if and when we ever got to that point it would beg the question do you put that in the same feed do you make it a sub feed do you like only put that on the website you know i don't know there's lots of places i like the variations i think it's needed so um we've reviewed one other gamer podcast quality control yeah polygons quality control well we also did the inside kids uh yeah I that's mean, a yeah, comedy true, true, true that's yes that's video a, game podcast they talk a lot about gaming right and they have uh they have great interviews too but this is a different and you know it is weird because danny and, and those guys are fans of games obviously and so are um so are Kamel and Emily in, in the Indoor Kids. They're obviously fans, but the style in which those two podcasts are done are completely different. And while Gamertag Radio can be very conversational uh, and you can get some inside stuff, it just seems more pro. I agree. And it's hmm, m- more pro. Yeah, the I listened to another video game podcast that you and I haven't discussed before. It's called Virtual. That's the name of it. Of course, it's called Virtual. Yeah, Virtual from Relay.fm with uh, Federico Vitici and Mike Hurley. And I love it, but it is literally just two friends that both like gaming, and they game, they have every system, I think, both of them do. Sure. And uh, And they talk about all of it, but they also talk about much more than any of the other video gaming podcasts we've done, including this one. They talk about iOS gaming a lot. So here's why I like having the four hosts. Why? Uh, it's because each one of them kind of do a different thing. So, like, Paris is big into PC, mm. right? He's also one of the ones that plays Destiny and yes. has since the beginning. Uh, and then you have Danny, who's more of a console, especially PS4, 
right? The PlayStation's kind of the consoles uh, that he plays. So it's different networks. You got the Xbox um, Live. You got the uh, PSN. So it's different views on different consoles. And so while they all kind of dabble and know a little bit about everything, dude, there's just no way to put out a quality show with one or two hosts that are trying to know everything. Yeah, yeah. Video gaming is too big as a general topic. You would have to have several members of the cast. So that takes us to host likability. What do you think of the four guys? Uh, Paris is my favorite. Really? Oh, yeah. You know, funnily enough... I think Paris might be my favorite too. I really, I enjoyed Danny. Uh, I enjoyed Danny a lot. And other than, it's either Paris or Pete. No, I think it's Paris or Danny, actually. Okay. Yeah. Here's my thing I'm the only video gaming I do is either on my iPhone or on the Nintendo systems. That is my entire frame of reference for video gaming. And so, like, that's it's one of the things I gravitated towards. I listened to uh, the episodes that had, you know, Nintendo content specifically that I could see and that you, in the and list. And you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, every episode is, is well, it's clearly labeled or whatever, you know. Did you listen to the Apple TV? I did. I did yeah, listen I to that episode would. as well. Now, here's the thing. I feel like they gave Nintendo a fair shake. In, their, in the discussions about Nintendo that I heard. For instance, Nintendo was talked about in the E3 recap episode I listened to, and then there was an episode specifically where they referenced the rumors about the Nintendo NX, which is their next-gen system, supposedly, and it's apparently not going to have an optical drive in it. It's going to be all download, all digital, and uh, or I say all digital, all download anyway. And they were discussing that rumor and why they thought that might be a good idea or a bad idea, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like they gave Nintendo a fair shake for guys who none of them are Nintendo focused. None of them are. I mean, they're all Nintendo fans in one way or another, but none of them love the Nintendo systems above the others. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, they all like quote unquote hardcore gaming, and and right rightfully so. Like that's obviously the market for that show. But for a show that didn't speak to that, I feel like they did Nintendo very well. All of them did. Everyone that spoke about Nintendo on any of the episodes that I listened to. But. I felt like all of them were pretty dismissive of the Apple TV. And I think I think they underestimate what the new Apple TV is going to do for gaming. And it's because Apple is not giving it a fair shake. They are not promoting the gaming aspect of it. They're not including a real controller. Okay, so then, okay, fine. Then what kind of shake are they supposed to give the Apple TV when they're a gaming-focused podcast and Apple's not even really advertising the gaming? I, like, what, that's you, fair. what did you want them to do? Especially since it hasn't come out yet. I mean, nobody ha- developers have one uh, or have, and, and Patrick, have some. But Patrick, I believe, in that episode said that uh, that it's it's uh, he's. It's something that he might get for his parents, which means Apple TV and Apple is for old people. Yeah, that's yeah. See, that's what I'm saying, and I don't think it is. I think it's going to surprise a lot oh, of I people. I, I I almost picked that for my favorite moment, <laughs> just so we could play just that to mess clip, with me. clip, and you would have to edit it in. Uh, you know what? I think we are going to edit that in. As a matter of fact, but for the price point and what I'm seeing and the features, it looks like a really good deal, and it looks like something I'd recommend to like my seriously like my mom or dad who, you know, need sometimes, you know, don't like the fact that they can't get access to, you know, Netflix or Hulu Plus because, you know, they can't remember the log information or I got them Google Chromecast once and they used it once and then lost it. So this seems like a more of a, <laughs> a straightforward thing that you can teach to somebody. It's got the voice commands. You can use Siri. It's got the physical remote. It, the interface looks super simple, like, you know, yeah. a- Apple is well, well known for doing. All right. Uh, so you got anything to say, though, about host likability other than that? I mean, these are all, they're all, I feel like, very uh, yeah, I think- even handed. 
and and likable people in general. Uh, first, I th- I think for me, Paris, I think has my favorite voice, and then I also like uh, whenever he and Danny kind of go at it. So to try to keep this clip short, I'm gonna do a setup. So Danny very early on kind of gave up on playing Destiny. He focused on other games, right? And he should. He's he's the host of a of a gaming podcast. He needs to have a wide base to discuss from. And Paris has kind of he's always kept in the Destiny loop, constantly plays, plays a lot, loves Destiny. That happens to be my favorite game. So that's gonna make me lean more toward Paris as well. But right before the Taken King launched, Bungie put out an emblem you could get uh, if you completed all these triumphs, right? So like one of them would be find all 50 golden chests. Uh, one of the triumphs would be defeat Skolas in Prison of Elders. And Paris brings up how Danny started a Twitter beef with him uh, because, <laughs> because Paris had just defeated Skolas, which at the time, hands down, hardest thing to do on destiny it took me forever i'd played i'd played prison of elders for three hours without beating skull loss so i felt i was with paris on that right uh but they saw this little twitter kind of war for like 20 minutes and they bring it back up on the show so this is where that clip comes danny from. and i got engaged in a little uh, twitter war <laughs> and uh oh, no. just to take you guys back in time so yeah. so a little destiny talk right now for anyone that doesn't want to listen to that just give me a few minutes but uh defeat finally defeated Skolas uh yesterday and shout out to my man Khalif shout out uh to Uridium cuz we've been battling with this guy for the last week or so trying to get it down and finally Khalif and I Uridium wasn't what us last night but finally Khalif and I and another person we uh finally we took out Skolas had a great time we were so ex- look I don't care what nobody says. This is why I play this stupid game because it's moments like that where you're just so hyped and you just you can't believe you finally did it. I mean, literally, my hands were shaking after I finally and sweating. You were sweating oh a lot. Oh my god! Too? Oh my god! And if you watch the video, I did one of the dumbest things I've ever could have done in my life and almost cost us taking out Skolas. And I think I would have rage quit and never played the game again if we wouldn't have completed it. But. <laughs> Uh, but back to the point. So we finally beat Skolas. Super excited about it. You know, I put it on Facebook, put it on Twitter and everyone, you know, all that stuff. You know, Just super excited about it. And nameless EA employee took a little snarky shot at me beating Skolas because he did it, quote, five weeks ago when they still had the burn. And he was talking about how when he had the burn, it was harder. They nerfed it, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. I beat Skolas and I used every game mechanic the way Bungie intended to be used and I beat it. So I don't care what you say, nameless Bungie employee or excuse me, EA employee, because I got the emblem for year one. But with that said, Danny decided to chime in to our little Twitter conversation <laughs> and subsequently challenged me to another Twitter, or not Twitter, excuse me, another Twitch uh, gameplay session where we'll yes. basically do some challenge mode where we'll play a level of some game, which I'm assuming will probably wind up being Halo 5. Multiple. Yes. Multiple games. Yes. Multiple and games, I think. We'll, we'll figure that out later on. But my beef with you is this. 
You yeah. are not allowed to get into my destiny conversations if you cannot at least beat the vault of glass, Mr. Level 23 or whatever you were when you rage quit. So you stay out of my Twitter conversations. That's wait, my, wait. my beef with you. Because I ain't look, 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 I'm not scared of you, Danny. I'll challenge you any day, but you sure seem to be scared of Atheon. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm not scared. You know what it is, Paris? I have a lot of games that I've been playing and I finished all my games and no, not on easy like you're promoting on twitter like this like it's true or not you know some of them are playing normal some of them playing hard it depends what it is you know but easy no 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 now here's the thing you guys what i said to you especially you guys been promoting pc this pc that i'm i'm building my beat my pc pc master race whatever right and you've been playing more no, Destiny that's false. on your console false. False. than Not anything true. else. False. So for you false. to call me out and say, for for you to say, oh, Godfrey playing on easy, you can even uh, pass a raid. Hey, congratulations to you and the guys. Hey, like I said, I give you props. Good to you guys. But go ahead, play other games, try it out, and finish it, and then talk to me. No, 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 you no. Didn't see, finish. See, you guys didn't finish. With- All right, so let's talk about the way that they put this show together because here's something that you've been hinting at for our show for a while that's a really good example of, of something done right. Let's talk about production values. Okay. You've suggested we've got segments in this show. Yes. We have a little preamble. It we gets do the, muddy. Yeah, yeah. We have it a little preamble. It is often muddy. We do the stats. We, we, and then we break the show down, host likability, production values, audio quality, content. We talk about our favorite moments. Don't miss moments. And listener mail. And, and then we have listener mail. And last week we tried listener mail in the middle of the show. I think that's interesting. We might stick it in here at some point. I don't know. Uh, but you've suggested there ought to be sounders for that, some sort of recognition to the audience. The show is moving to a different thing now. Yes. To clean that up a little bit. And I'm not opposed to it in theory. As I said, I think I said we said this even last week. It's just hard to know exactly what to put there, what what I agree. should go there. And so we haven't found that yet. Anybody has a suggestion, we'd love to hear them. Or, or if you're a musician, feel free to make one. <laughs> or if you're a music editor, feel free to cut our, uh, our theme song in some way that makes for an excellent sounder. Anyway, until we find that, though, I'm searching for it. And that's one of the things that I look at this show and I go, man. That's the kind of thing you figure out after 500 episodes. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, they've got it down to a science. And here's something uh, else that they do in, in, in production that I that I really like. Whenever they change segments, they generally go into an ad. And to start the ad, they have this cut of um, of someone saying, contact Gamertag Radio voicemail, and gives the mail um, the phone number. And then at the end of that ad, they do the same cut. So to start it and to end it, it's like, hey, well, this is the way that I felt. And I actually listened to the ad. It made me listen to the ads this way. Is I would always think, oh, what would I say? What would I call in for? What what feedback would I give? Or what game would I talk about? Like, what would I do? And so the ad gave me time to wonder that. And then it came on again and got me right back in the show. So we'll be right back after this. <laughs> This is Gamer Tag Radio. Voicemail 786-2737-GTR. 
DraftKings.com, everybody. It's DraftKings.com. It is the official partner of Major League Baseball. Enter that code GamerTag for a free entry now at DraftKings.com. That is DraftKings.com. Voicemail 786-2737-GTR. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. In fact, one of my don't miss moments was inspired by just such a moment for myself. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we'll get to that in a little while. But it's top-notch. That like it fits the show. Their theme song fits the show. It's a little heavy music for me. Uh, I don't love the voice that's used, except for the fact that it fits their show so perfectly. And so the way it's all melded together too, it is of one piece. Like it's obviously. And again, you would think they've been around doing it this long. Obviously, they've they've built a fan base and an audience. It's just four dudes, right, sitting around talking about video games. Except it's not because of. The fit and finish. Yeah, and, and and it also works really well if one's on vacation or one's doing something else. It's still the, the show still works because it has all that structure with it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so let's move on to audio quality. It, it's very well recorded. Uh, the only thing that I had issues with, and it's been a while since we said this, but just for Corey Finneran, they do take phone calls. <laughs> I mean, not live phone calls, but people call in. It's the voicemail line. Yes, yeah, yeah, there's the voicemail line. And occasionally those people are calling from a dumpster that's on fire, apparently. Like, it was one guy, oh my goodness, and I guess it was in the, the episode that was uh, fan mail focused, and it had the um, Danny and his brother reviewed Rock Band 4, the new one. Nice. Yeah, we, it was it was a good review actually, and useful to me as as I not a rock band fan so much, but I was a Guitar Hero fan once upon a time, and I have longed for a uh, a, a musical game once in a while myself. Uh, now that one's not coming to the Wii anytime soon, so or the Wii U, excuse me. So I, I don't I don't guess I'm going to get to play it. Maybe it'll come to Apple TV. Who knows? Uh, but in what I'm what I'm trying to get at is this: in that episode, this guy called in, and I don't even remember what he was particularly calling about. But I mean, it literally it. It sounded like there were sirens around him. Someone was banging on the wall. There was like, uh, an, he was inside an air conditioner, perhaps. I don't like, it was it I'm was sure horrible. he was just in his car driving home on a Bluetooth what, is probably what it was. Maybe, but like with the windows rolled down and the music up. Maybe <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was it was pretty hard, man. Especially for a guy who, that's, that's something that, that just chased me a little bit. But on the flip side of that, those same phone calls, those same voicemail lines can occasionally be like really, really good information. For instance, and again, uh, this is what uh, I'm, it's one of the things that I'm going to point out. Well, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead. This We're, we're skipping, but I'm going to put in one of my don't miss moments here because it's, it's prescient. All right. In episode 508, it's about nine minutes in. They're, they're talking about the optical drives and specifically about Nintendo's system. And this is a, a voicemail. They get a voicemail from a guy who's reacting to their discussion of this. And I didn't agree with him almost at all, like what the, the guy said. The oh, caller. The caller. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... What he said perfectly made something click for me about optical drives and why Microsoft tried to do it with Xbox One and why Nintendo probably is going to do it with their system, why Microsoft and Sony will definitely do it for their next system. He was saying, well, I'm just going to give you the, the clip. Nintendo NX and a response to a listener's question about an optical drive and how it's dumb for the optical drive to be removed. And uh, I want to first address that guy. And say that uh, Nintendo consoles don't use optical drives for anything other than gaming anyway. So it's not a big deal that they're gone. You you know, you, you could play a DVD on your Wii U on your Wii after you inserted stuff and, and did that kind of thing. But people don't use Wiis for 
watching movies and just in general, people don't use physical media anymore. So this prompted me to send feedback to the show and I recorded a voicemail. I haven't sent it yet, but I recorded a voicemail and I'm going to send it to Danny after this episode goes up. Yeah, I left feedback. And my my point was he was talking about how publishers are going to be against it. The, um, you know, obviously the retailers are going to be against it. GameStop and Best Buy, et cetera, are going to be mad because they're not going to get to sell used games anymore. Right. And he's saying, you know, just download codes in a box is not going to placate them enough. Well, eventually there won't be a such thing as a hard copy game. I Yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah. But one of his points was, as you heard there, that the, the actual content producers are going to be against it too. I like the movie studios and stuff because they like Blu-rays and they like DVDs. Here's my feedback though. Yes, they love Blu-rays, they love DVDs, they love physical media. More than physical media, though, they love the idea that if you want to watch whatever movie on your Xbox, you're going to have to buy a new copy of it because the copy that you have in your Apple TV won't play on your Xbox. And the copy that you have on Blu-ray won't play in either one of them now because they don't have discs. And the copy that you bought on DVD is is crappy video now compared to what they have available to you. You know, like they're, they're going to be able to double dip, but in a way that people will just buy. Well, and that that'll only last so long until I can just blink and choose whatever movie I want. Yeah, yeah, that's the Xbox 15, right? Yeah. Or I don't know, are they going to circle back around? What are they going to do for the numbers on the new Xbox? Like it's Xbox, it was Xbox, then it was Xbox 360, then it was Xbox 1. Are they going to go to Xbox 2? What are they going to call the next one? Um oh god, you know what I w- would love if they did? What? So it'd be the Xbox 1 and then they could just put keep putting modifiers in front of 1. So it'd be like the Xbox Blue one, the Xbox other one, the Xbox, right? This is a skinny one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be so dumb. Uh, they could go with, and I don't know how big a chain this is, but r- around here it's going to be great. They could go with um, the Xbox Super One and make a Nintendo yes. nod. Yeah, there you go. All right, so uh, we've talked about audio quality. We've talked about the um, production values. we talked about host likability. Oh, I do I do have one more clip to put in. Okay. We've already talked about my favorite moment, so you can stick this wherever you want to, really. But often we have talked about phone interviews. Yes. Um. But we haven't we haven't got a, a clip of one. We have we've never implanted a clip to to showcase what we're talking about to demonstrate what we're talking about. But there's an episode where they they interview Josh Gad for Pixel, uh, and it's a phone interview. Now, not all the interviews they do are phone interviews, but this one happens to be one, uh, and it showcases a couple of issues with phone interviews besides just the the difference in quality. It is very very hard to have a discussion have a conversation with someone when you can't read body language and it can make it awkward and the beginning of this interview demonstrates that point josh how are you doing sir i am doing great excellent uh great. so i guess I'm doing, I'm doing very well oh that's I what i like to hear. Ankles, oh that's what i like to hear the upper part of my body is doing great the lower part of my body is in a state of misery oh i'm sorry to hear that what happened with accident on set or just you know playing basketball and you fell down the wrong way i, I wish it was a cool basketball story instead it was it did happen on set i was walking uh i was i'm shooting a movie in london right now and i was walking back to my trailer and it was kind of a dark path on like this rocky terrain uh, and i stepped on a rock it's not what you call coordinated uh, i rolled uh, but i'm gonna stick i'm gonna stick with the basketball story 
All right, good. That's what you tell everybody. You know, you went up for a slam dunk, landed on somebody, they couldn't handle it, and you know, you, you rolled your your ankle. But it it happens, man. It happens. It happens all the time. Um, so Josh, um, mind giving us a little background about you for people maybe haven't heard of you. You know, what makes Josh Gad Josh Gad? And you know, how did it feel to land this opportunity in a big film like Pixels? Well, the premise uh, of the question, in terms of people not knowing who I am, I, I find really, really um, unrealistic. I think <laughs> everybody wants. <laughs> I know I have personally, but I know there's some people. We have worldwide leadership out viewership out there, and some of them are like, "Who are they talking about?" Right? Totally messing with you. <laughs> I, uh, I yeah, I've been kicking around for a while. I've done little independent films like uh, Disney's Frozen. So. It's weird when the host is trying to be very focused on the subject and then um, the subject is just trying to joke, but the host can't get it, which then makes the guest feel slightly awkward. So then the host eventually tries to make a joke, but the guest has already moved on as if this isn't going to be one of those interviews. And it takes a while for it to find the groove. Yeah, that's one of the hazards of not being in the same studio with each other. All right, so what about the content in this show? I mean, we've talked about some of the things they do already. They do flat-out reviews, audio reviews of games. They do, do they just do so many different things. Like, they don't just... Well, no, that, I was, I was, we were listing them. That's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah, yeah so that's they, one of the things they yes, do. Yes, they review video games. Like, in-depth. Like, uh, the Destiny the Taken King got a 48-minute yeah. episode that was just a review. They do interviews with people in the industry, people somehow associated with the industry. They have, and they're not really doing a lot of this right now, but Danny mentioned in one of the more recent episodes that they're going to do some more in the future as it comes up. They've uh, reviewed uh, or they've interviewed musicians as well, like uh, especially hip-hop artists local to the to Danny's area in Miami. That's mostly yeah. how it started out. But I think they've done people who are connected to video game soundtracks or and like things like video that too. Games. Yeah. yeah, or um, they'll do... Uh, They'll do Twitch events. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but they also do, for instance, the recap of E3 this year. Uh, and I'm sure they review or recap E3 every year. So they do a great job of covering gaming from A to Z, really. Yeah. Well, and again, that goes back to the or fact that they've got... from one to zero. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and one to zero <laughs> and zero to one. Yeah. They, <laughs> that's so dumb. That's a bad, that's a terrible I know, joke. It's so bad. I made a joke about a grocery store earlier. So, you know, we're all good. That goes back to having four hosts, four different guys. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's the one thing I wish they had a girl. I'm sure they have a female that is occasionally a guest or more than occasionally a guest, but I didn't hear one in any of the episodes that I listened to. Did you? Now, I guess that's a pretty good, I think that's a fair. If you're going to have four hosts yeah. and they're rotating, you ought to have, and maybe they do. If they do, Danny, I'm sorry. Guys, I'm sorry that I'm jumping to conclusions. But in none of the episodes I listened to, and you didn't either. You yeah, didn't, no, I don't think I've heard a girl. I don't I, I don't think I heard a female caller either in any of the fan mail episodes or any of the voicemails that I heard. And, like, I feel like they're cutting their audience off. Like, if you've got that many, again, if it was just, if it's a two-person show, well, if you switch one of the people out, that's a different show, Yeah, here's the thing, I didn't even, that never crossed my mind. Uh, What I thought about might be a limitation is, like, how long is the tail, right, of Mm. this show? So, the the E3 review recap from this year, am I going to listen to it next year? Like, if, if it's a year down the road, am I going to listen to well, it? Well, even now, like today, if you're really into video gaming and you just found Gamertag Radio, the E3 recap from this year is no good to you. Like, you already know that information backwards and forwards right. from other sources, whether that's another podcast or websites or whatever. So 
I yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that. I'm sure the interviews are effectively evergreen, you know, because that's yeah. more about the personality yes. and the yeah, history yeah. and things like that. And one of the things that I've so, so for instance, here's another video gaming reference for you. There's an episode of a show that I mentioned before, Hypercritical, from uh, John Syracuse and the Five by Five Network. It's a defunct show. I don't think he's made an episode since like 2011 or 2010. It's a tech show largely too. So you would think, well, none of that makes any sense. There's one episode in particular where they just the whole episode's like an hour and 15 hour and 20 minutes and John Syracuse talks about the history of video game controllers it is brilliant it for anyone who has played video games for a long time like hearing someone detail what was wrong with the NES controller but what was right with it as well and how Microsoft has actually innovated and iterated whereas PlayStation has been stagnant they effectively made a controller 20 years ago and went yeah that's fine and they never they haven't changed it a single time yeah, since that's kind of true like it's and, and as he points out when the PS2 came, even when the PS1 came out, there weren't analog sticks on the first iteration, or, or maybe there was one. No, there. Wa- no, I don't think there was at all. Okay, but when they, even when they came out with the one with analog sticks, the analog sticks were in the secondary position. The main position is where you put your your thumb. That's the D-pad. Your thumb naturally falls on the D-pad and the buttons. You got to move it down weirdly. Yeah, to yeah, hit the, yeah, yeah. That's the, true. Okay, even though we're four generations later now, three generations later, and we've been 3D for the last three. They still have the analog sticks in the wrong position, in the in the off position, both of them. Even the primary analog stick is you have to shift your... Now, if you've been playing PlayStation this whole time, your hands are molded in some funky fashion because you've, you've used it over and over, so you don't mind. Anyway, it's those sorts of things that can be evergreen in a video game podcast, right? Like that, I 100%. listened to that discussion the other yeah, day, 100% and true. I was with it the whole time. There were several of those things I heard in the episodes that I listened to from Gamertag, but the whole episodes, all of it, is is not necessarily going to have that. It's kind of like mining uh, whenever you get on a, on a show like this, because sometimes the deeper you go, you find the gold. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of gold to find here. All right, uh, one more. I've got one more don't miss moment. Do you have anything? You, you've already hit yours. What was your favorite moment? You mentioned it already. Already. Oh, the uh, the Paris Danny Twitter beef. Yes, that's right. All right, um, here's my don't miss moment that I haven't already talked about. In episode 50, 50502, there we go. You were way yeah, off. I was way, way off. I was like, 50? No way, I didn't listen. Episode 502, it's about 70 minutes in. It's right towards the end of the episode. They're, they're um, talking about music in podcasting they were answering a a question Uh, somebody wrote in and said hey why don't you play music like you used to do on the show why don't you interview uh, hip-hop artists and Danny is answering him he's explaining why they they've sort of taken that part out of it how the interviews will likely come back eventually as they come up and as they're interesting and relevant but the music has gone away for for good and so succinctly Danny says something that if you're ever a podcaster if you don't already know this then you should know this. And if you do know this, then you feel his pain. This is why you don't hear music you love already in the podcast that you love to listen to. Just wondering what reason, if any, the music slash hip hop integration is no longer a part of the show. I apologize. This has been touched on before. Keep up the great work and I'll always be a listener. Thank you for your hard time and work. Thank you, Preston. Yeah, I, we talked about this a couple of times and, and I know uh, other like I've been interviewed other podcasts and they also asked me that question. Now, here's the thing. He's a tricky, the tricky part, you know, um, I, it all started when our show was available through iHeartRadio. I submitted our show there a couple of times and it got declined. And the reason why they, it got declined was because the music was over 30 minutes. And the thing is, 
they don't want to take that risk because let's say we play uh, copyright music in there. Um, labels especially are going to go after them like, hey, you guys got to pay us because you're playing our song uh, through uh, here, through the app, through the iHeartRadio. So it was just a pain in the butt. You know, I was playing a lot of independent artists from Miami and from other places that are not signed. But still, they don't care. A lot of those companies don't want to don't want to take that risk, you know. And especially now that we're part of our CBS radio, I'd rather focus on the content. Like if we do get it like a hip hop artist in town or us going to an event. Yeah, we will do an, an interview because uh, some of them are gamers. They have or they have like their songs part of the of the soundtrack, you know, little things like that. So, yeah, I'm willing to do that right away. I'll, I'll put that on the show. Uh, so that's the reason why I stopped. It was because I just don't want to go through the whole, you know, labels hitting us up or or companies not accepting our podcast because it had music over 30 seconds on a podcast. And it's as simple as that, folks. It's the yeah. it's, it's why while you may love our theme song and some of you I know loved the Adam Dale theme song before we had Adam write that because we know Adam and we need a theme song that we're allowed to play. 100%. Right. And I've known Bethany for like 12 years, 10, 11, 12 years, something like that now, since she was a, literally a freshman in college. And and I work at a radio station where we played her CD for the first time. And so I got all the necessary rights because she's awesome. And that's a song that just perfectly fit the mood of what we were wanting to do with Always Listening. So those things fall together sometimes. But you can't just play any song you want to. I don't care how perfect you think bad to the bone would be for your awesome video game podcast <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah i mean like i i hear every now and again we'll stumble across a podcast and they're using something that I, like they're using u2 or something you know something i know darn well they don't have the rights to and i'm just i immediately write you off i mean i don't like i don't want to write you off but you gotta you gotta do better than that they're just not gonna let you get away with it like for any amount of time all of the lawyers will come for you they will descend for you uh I don't agree with what you just said. What? If I hear music... Uh, you don't write it off? No. Why would I? If I hear copywritten music, like I'm, my opinion of the show is... Maybe I don't turn it off literally, but I, oh, my really? opinion of so, the show goes way down. So do you ever use Napster or LimeWire or Torrent? Yes. Oh, but that's that's all copyrighted stuff, dude. All of it. Yes, yes. Did that was back before I knew better. Oh, but also, oh. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the piracy part of it. I'm talking about as a oh, broadcaster. Oh, it's okay if you it's okay if you pirate it and hide it. Yes. But to be ballsy and to say I got it here it is, yes. you don't appreciate. I don't appreciate. That's mm. right. You got me. You got me 100% on that one. <laughs> let's uh let's get to a little Oh, wait a minute. Are you going to keep listening to GamerTag? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I will dip in and out. I am. I am going to follow what they say, especially as we lead up to the next um, Nintendo system, because like, let me I'm interested, man. I, I'm a I'm an Xbox One guy, right? Mm-hmm. But their discussion on I believe it's called Until Dawn. It's a PlayStation Four exclusive. Just the discussion on that game. I'm I may end up buying a PlayStation Four just because of that discussion because I want to play that game in particular. Wow. All right. High praise there, my friend. Yeah. Uh, let's get to a little listener feedback. This is from B in Liverpool. He says, Ooh. I say he, I think it's a girl, it's actually. A, it's a lady. It is a lady. There you go. Hey, guys, I'm using the Overcast app. 
I thought you guys disappeared off the face of the earth after podcast movement, and I had no idea you moved to a podcast called Always Listening. I had to do some Googling to see what happened to you guys. I think in the end, it was through Twitter that I got to the right blog post, which helped me figure out what the new podcast was called. So I don't know, perhaps edit the old Pod on Pod episodes to signpost the last ones and name the new podcast you guys are on. Also, yeah, Joel, do your job. Hey, here's the problem with that. We don't, there's no way to access that old feed for us directly. That's true. Like, uh, if you go to podonpod.com, I believe the last time I looked, if you click the iTunes button, it'll take you to our current feed. If you click the RSS button, I think it takes you to our current feed. There are some of those links up there that I don't think work exactly right. And we're not, we're no longer in control of that website. So uh, that's the answer there. But we are slowly bringing you guys along. And I have posted the mess out of it. I've blogged it in several different ways. You know, we had a newsletter that went out to anybody who had ever written us before. Yeah, I mean... I've been putting it out there like left and right with my, uh, you know, through my OBE. Yeah, you know? that that uh, that telepathic uh, signals that you're sending. She says, also, I was one of the massive fans of the theme song, and I'm sad to see it go, but at least it trims down the episode length. Always looking for the silver lining. While we're on that, do please continue to mention how long episodes are. Have it as a heading, perhaps, in your notes. I hadn't thought about that. I could put it in the show notes. I could put it in the show notes. Yeah, if you would just do a better job. All right, then. Uh, Maybe I will. Because that's important as to whether it's something I can add to the rotation. Lastly, shall I suggest a podcast for you? This is the number one romance novel podcast on the interwebs. The DBSA podcast. That's Dear Bitches, Smart Authors. They can't stay... uh, Oh, you can't say bitches in the iTunes title or you'd get bounced. So it's the DBSA podcast. It's derived from the names of two review websites, Smart Bitches, Trashy Books, and Dear Author. Okay, so I know we have already set our schedule for Listener Appreciation Month. Yes, four of which we're going to tell you about in just a little while. I'm going to propose that we add this show and remove one. I think this show, I don't know anything about it. It's but, a very different show than anything we've done. But I think it sounds like fun. All right, let's, we'll put it on the list. So that will be one of the four, and we'll tell you those four at the end of this episode. Uh, one of the first four that we do, excuse me, in Listener Appreciation Month coming up in November. She says, her husband doesn't read romance, but loves listening to this show for their wit. Just look at the episode headings. Uh, and then she gives us all the appropriate links there. She says, I just think it might just be all sorts of fun for you guys to cover it. Warning, the audio quality can be bad in some episodes early on. So doesn't bother me as much. Uh, thanks for creating and feeding my podcast addiction. All the best. Call me B if mentioning this in the podcast, Liverpool, UK. All right. Um, and one other piece of listener feedback. And this, we, we have not done this in the past. We'll start, though. If you guys uh, write a review in iTunes, and uh, as long as it's in the U.S. store, I can't promise that I'll see anything from outside the States. Um, I'm, truthfully, I'm not sure how. I'm, I'm getting to that. But if you write a review in the U.S. store, I will see it. Um, and so yeah, this was a great one. Uh, you and I talked about it last night, and I wanted to share it. This is from Ben Gary. He gives it five stars. He says, very good show and getting better. When this show started out, they were working on a rating system and stuck to that with very little deviance outside of a few comments here and there. They might have made a few missteps here and there. Just ask the RHAP fans. Uh, but they have come a long way. That happened. Yeah, it did. They have since dropped the rating system and have moved toward a discussion-based would or would not recommend model. The discussions about each podcast and podcasting in general are salient, intelligent, and thoughtful. The hosts are likable, skillful broadcasters. What show is he listening to? (laughs) 
<laughs> and, me? Yeah. Listen to me. And the audio quality is professional. For me, this show has gone from a companion podcast to a standalone show. I look forward to each new episode. These guys are actively trying to improve their show and promote the entire medium of podcasting. If you want to give them a try, I suggest listen to the more recent episodes to get a feel. Uh, beware, though, if you listen to an episode about a show you vehemently love, they might grate you a bit. That's a true story. Just ask the, the RHAP fans. It's all for the good of the medium, though. You may not always agree with them, but individuality is what podcasting is all about. These guys are doing the good work here. Would recommend. Thank you, Ben Gary. Uh, hands down, probably uh, my favorite review we've ever gotten, simply because it's he completely gets how we started. He saw the same issues we saw in it, appreciates the value in us evolving and working on our show and making it a better show for our listeners. And that's so important to hear because whenever you decide to make a change or to do something different, you never know if it's going to be received well or not, or if your intention is going to come across accurately. And from Ben's review, it sounds like it, it's what we're trying to do is working. And that's always great to hear. Yes, absolutely. All right, let's get to it, folks. Uh, we've got one more podcast review coming up in the month of October. And Josh, uh, what is that going to be? Let's see how good my memory is. All right. We are going to review Don't Always Meet at an Inn. Mm, that's coming up in, in Listener Appreciate. Oh, it's way the, off. The Lore Podcast. The Lore Podcast. Yes. There we go. Uh, so we're going to review Lore next week because I've heard it's scary. I haven't, I haven't truthfully looked into it yet, but I've heard it's scary. It was suggested to us by Christopher Lupo very recently on Twitter, and we were looking for the perfect uh, podcast for Halloween. So that's going to be our Halloween show coming up next Wednesday. But after that, we go straight into Listener Appreciation Month. And what does that mean for our listeners? That means we're going to review only shows given to us by our listeners. That's right. All uh, month long, we're going to be reviewing podcasts suggested to us by our listeners. We're going to put out two reviews a week, folks, too, all month long. Goodness gracious. This is going to be, I, I promise that will happen, but it's going to be particularly difficult for us this year. Yes. So uh, Josh is literally going to be out of town starting tomorrow. For 30 days. Yeah, for the entire month of Lister Appreciation Month, so, pretty much. So I feel like we're gonna we're going to put out the most content we put out during any given year, and we're going to do it through the Ringer app, which isn't the same as doing it in the studio. A lot of different reasons. Some of it is the phone interview issue, right? Can't read each other's body language. Number two, the sound quality is going to be down a bit. Uh, so understand that going into November. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So cut us a little slack, but we will continue to have episodes, and not just have episodes, uh, but we're going to give you a lot more. As a matter of fact, we may even try to do one of those as a blab or, or a couple of those as a blab yeah. so people can watch live to see the process. I'm not going to promise that, but maybe. So let's get to the list, though. What four shows are we going to start with? So this is this will be your first two weeks of November, folks. And then next week uh, during the Lore Podcast Review, we'll give you the rest of the four. If you want to listen to these ahead of time, awesome. Listen to an episode or two. You get your decision made, and then you can hear what we think of the show, too. We're going to start with, you mentioned it a minute ago, sort of, You yes. Don't Meet in an Inn is the name of the podcast. And that that is a, a RPG podcast. They're playing. I think they play Dungeons and Dragons, but they play. They've played other games. And we've gotten several requests to yes. do a a D and D style podcast. Yes. So that's going to be one of the shows. We'll start with that one. We're also going to get to the Spycast podcast, as suggested recently when we reviewed uh, 007. We reviewed uh, James Bonding. We're going to do the Verge Cast. Yeah, I'm on the verge. 
uh, we've, we've, if you're a host, you could say that. We've had a lot of, that's true, we've had a lot of uh, tech podcast suggestions. Uh, that's one of the big ones. We're going to check out the Vergecast. And then we're now going to do, and this has uh, just been an addition made tonight, we're going to review the, what was it called? The BD... The Trashy Romance Podcast. Yeah, the Trashy Romance Podcast. It's called the DBSA Podcast. DBSA, uh, got that's it. That's right. All right, so it's all about trashy romance novels. We're going to put that one in as our fourth show for Listener Appreciation Month. And it's not too late to change this list. It is too late to change those four. Yes. But we do have four more. And as you can see on this show, we are always open to suggestions. Just like we're always listening, we are always open to suggestions. That's right. You send us a great one, one that we can't deny. Uh, and it might make the list still for this year. But even if it doesn't, it probably won't take it uh, take us until next November to get around to your uh, suggestions. We've got a long list of suggestions. We've gotten to a ton of them, though, and we're about to get to eight more. So send them in. You can send those in either on Facebook or Twitter by searching Always Listening, or you can email us, alwayslisteningpod at gmail.com. You got anything else, Josh? No, but Joel, do you think our listeners could tell we were in the new studio? I don't time. know. I don't know. Uh, I well, let's see how well I get the room noise out of this. Uh, yeah, the, this 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 room is uh, a production. bit more noisy. Yeah, it's weird. I, I think maybe it's just the boss hadn't spent enough time in here yet uh, fine tuning it. He does a great job of doing that. We've got a little hum from the speakers, and there's a little bit of an air conditioner noise too. But it is a fancy new studio, uh, and uh, yeah, it was kind of fun. I enjoyed it. I was standing up. It's good for my health. Yeah, we could actually see each other. Yeah, there's not all that stuff in the way. So I hope that came through in the audio, folks. And I hope you enjoyed this review of Gamertag Radio uh, from Play.it. Play.it. Yeah, Play.it is the website. Uh, And you can find links to that in the show notes, too. Next week, come back for our Halloween episode as we review the Lore Podcast. Until then, we've been your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. And we are always listening. Listening is a proud member of the Two Guys and a Rogue Network. You can find more great reviews and our full list of episodes by searching for Always Listening in iTunes or Stitcher. Or go to blogtalkradio.com slash always listening pod. Find us on Facebook and Twitter as well, Always Listening Pod, and email the show, always listening pod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Enough by Bethany Rayburn.
Two Guys and a Rogue. I'm one guy. I'm the other. And this is The Network. At the Bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high flying to all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Tune into Haycar's new podcast series, The Road to a Simple Life. And join me, Vernon Kay, as I chat to McFly's Harry Judd, Ian Haste of Haste Kitchen, and Money Magpie's Jasmine Bertles about how they keep things simple across their family, food, and financial lives. The Road to a Simple Life is brought to you by Haycar, the new website for used cars that promise to make finding your perfect used car simpler than ever. Find us on all major podcast channels or head to haycar.co.uk forward slash simple for all of the episodes.